Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scuffins Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday here with a fast episode that my man Tommy Baker had posted uh, over on Instagram or Facebook, uh, one of the two channels. I snagged it uh, the other day, so shout out to Tommy for this. Uh, just a real quick post on 11 ways to ensure you'll have the best week of your year. And a lot of these are just, in my opinion, uh, productivity hacks, uh, success hacks, if you will, in terms of getting things done and just having a sense of urgency and appreciating things along the way. And I think that's the biggest key for people who I see here who are successful in their career fields, who are successful in fitness and their nutrition, their relationships. They typically have a plan. Um, they don't just mindlessly kind of roam around the days and the weeks and the months hoping to get to a destination. And that's basically the takeaway here. So a lot of this stuff you guys know, but maybe we'll say it chopped and sliced in a different way where you're going to own it and do something a little bit differently as you kick off your week whenever you guys are listening to this. So the truth is about 95% of people will walk into a week with zero clarity of, of the big rocks, the big priorities are trying to get done. And they really uh, don't have an idea of what winning you know, the week would look like. And then there's obviously about the 5% of people who design their week. They have clarity. They're clear. They're super specific. Uh, they're laser focused. They have a plan to ensure they're going to create amazing, big, massive changes and results. And so that's the, the, the premise of the post is just 11 things to kind of help you have the most badass week of 2019. Or if you're listening to this in 2020, uh, then as well. So with that, 11 ways to have the best week of your year. Number one. Beat the sunrise every single day. Now, I know there's some of you who might work a little bit differently. You might work, I don't know, uh, later into the evenings, and that's kind of your process. I think naturally that's how I'm built as well. It's probably easier for me to stay up until you know midnight, 1, 2 in the morning than it is to try to force myself to go to sleep. However, even though it's my natural cadence, I am so much more productive when I get up before the sun rises, which is every single day at this point for the you know over a decade now in all reality. And uh, as funny as it sounds by, you know, some people say nine o'clock in the morning is early. And, and I understand that in the context of how they're describing it. But by nine o'clock, I've already been up and working for about five hours. So I get so much stuff done before the average person is even awake. And I believe that for a lot of you guys, and even if you don't head right into work and you do your daily task, and I'm not talking about just, you know, computer work or typing or manual labor. If you beat the sunrise up, you guys have an opportunity a, to just sit there and be mindful Maybe have you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to yourselves, if you will. Uh, go for a walk, walk your dog, have your coffee, squeeze in a workout. I do believe you know, the, the earlier we get up when the rest of the world is you know, not quite there yet. If you ever walk around a city, especially where I'm at here, driving to work at you know, about 4.30 in the morning, uh, it tends to be very little traffic, if any whatsoever. And you do tend to get a lot of things done because there isn't as many disturbances and as many people you know, I guess kind of pandering for your attention. So being the sunrise every single day is key number one. Number two, be grateful for just waking up. You guys know my take on this. Gratitude and perspective is the game. It always has been and it always will be. I don't think there's anything else. If you can't be grateful just for the fact that you woke up, uh, you're already losing. And it's really hard for you to have a winning mentality and, and to be, in my opinion, quote unquote, successful and very productive if you're not grateful just for the fact of you are a human being, you're living in 2019, you have Netflix, you have Spotify, you have amazing coffee, you have access to so many things that you know generations before us never had access to, 
you need to be grateful and just have perspective of where you're currently at. Working hard for the things that you want, but understanding that if you're listening to this or you're watching this on YouTube, you probably are already living in abundance and you have so much more than you even realize. And so to me, being grateful for the smallest things, especially in you know Arizona in the summertime, a cool breeze is one, being able to jump in my pool, being able to travel you know, to different places where the, the, the climate is a little less warm than here uh, is key. And just be able to the fact that I can run, I can jump, I can move, I can breathe. It seems so simple to me, so black and white, but oftentimes we get caught up in the rat race, we get caught up in all the shit that we want, the, the things that we think that we need to have and have to have, and we forget that you know we're already winning as it is. And if the way I, I talked to my wife about it the other day, um, I'm like, if, if the worst thing that ever happened to us is we just lived here, if the worst thing in our life is we lived in this house, in this community, with these people and these friends, I'm like, we, we lived a pretty amazing, epic fucking life. And that's how I truly feel. And if you guys can operate from that standpoint, I think you can win not just the week, but you can win the rest of your life. Number three. Own the first hour of your day. So again, just like being grateful for waking up, if you guys can own that first hour of your day, so getting up before the sunrise, having a moment or at least a minute of gratitude, a mandatory minute as we call it, but owning that first hour of the day. So getting done all the things that you guys think you need to or want to, or if that's your free hour, if you will, if you're a parent, uh, if you have a busy career, having that hour where it's a little bit less quiet, a little bit less chaotic, you can get a handful of things done. The people we see here typically are ultra successful or the diehard people. They come in and work out at five o'clock in the morning. They come in and work out at six o'clock in the morning. Not to say that everybody else isn't amazing who comes in, but those guys are focused and it's key for them. They get it out of the way so there is no built-in excuse for the rest of the day. So that's why I do believe the best time for you guys to work out is actually the time you'll fucking work out. But two, for a lot of people, it tends to be earlier than later because later in the day gets we get run down, stress, anxiety, 19 things can happen. We can build excuses for ourselves of why we can't do it. But if you wake up in that first hour of the day, you can squeeze in a 26-minute workout. I think that's ideal for a lot of you guys. Or doing whatever things you have to do to get prepared for the day. So owning that first hour of your 86,400 seconds is crucial. Number four, study empowering content every day. I don't care how you guys consume content. If it's this podcast, I appreciate you. Share it with your friends. Thank you. Uh, if it's reading books, if it's articles, if you guys do, if you believe in the news, if you go on CNN or you go on Fox, or if you do follow things on social media, my advice would be follow the things that empower you, inspire you, motivate you, or bring a smile to your face and bring you some sort of entertainment, enjoyment, or education. Don't read and follow shit that's negative, that's uh, having you compare yourself to other people. Don't read into things that you know the world is melting and it's the worst time to ever be you know in America and the American dream is dead and all this horseshit propaganda stuff they sell people. I believe that the content you consume in terms of what you listen to, what you see, what you read, and who you surround yourself with has an immense impact on the quality of your life and the amount of positivity or negativity you carry through your life and what you do. That's why I don't watch things like the news. Um, and not that I'm, I'm saying I don't want to be educated. I'll check the market and the things that I care about specifically. But for the most part, it's all negative shit. It's all, you know, it's drama. It's things that are going to get ratings that get people to tune in. It's a lot of fear mongering and I'm not a fan of that. Um, I know there's shitty things out in the world. I don't need to be reminded of it every 15 seconds. I don't want to watch, again, 
no offense to anybody, like I don't watch Lifetime shows, I don't watch a lot of TV, I don't watch depressing shows that uh, you know are going to make me feel a certain way. I, I like to watch things that are lighthearted or that educate me or that are going to bring value to my life in one form or another. And I believe that's key. So if you're consuming negative podcasts, if you're consuming negative news, if you're consuming negative people and their interactions and their uh, you know, glass half full mentality about life and poor me and, and always blaming other people and playing the victim, you'll fall into that role rather quickly. But if you surround yourself with awesome content, positivity, um, things that are educating, things that are empowering, things that inspire you, motivate you, and make you want to be a fucking badass, I believe you're likely to fall into that category as well. So again, you are what you consume on every level, and I believe that in terms of social media, podcasts, videos, and everything in between. Number five, do the most important work first and then worry about the details. Uh, I call this big rocks, little rocks. And so if you guys are watching on YouTube, um, you can see I have all these little post-its and they're lists for me. And I I typically go through my day and I kind of map out my entire day the day before. Um, That's how I get so much stuff done. I'm very conscious of my time. I'll bring my wife on the podcast here soon and she can uh, talk about my ritual routine and my schedule and how uh, probably, I'm sure at this point she might admire it, but probably how annoying it was for a really long time because I only have so much time in the day and with all the th- responsibility that I've chosen to take on, and again, I'm not saying that I have to do because again, this is the life that I've chosen, so I'm not going to complain about it, but I do have a lot of shit to get done. There's a lot of stuff on my plate and I delegate what I can and I take on what I can and in the scope of a day, I'm, I know I'm never going to get everything done because the calls will always come, the emails will always come, there's always going to be you know, two or three fires I got to put out and shit I have to deal with. That's, you know, part of wearing the hat that I wear. But for me, having, uh, mapping out the evening before saying, I need to get these three things done tomorrow. These other seven things, if I get to them, great. If not, don't worry about it. Or if I can punt them off to somebody else to take care of, let's do that. But these three things are non-negotiable. So I have to do these first. So I typically tend to look at my day in terms of the most important shit, I got to get that done right away just so I don't run out of time and I'm staying up, you know, three, four, five hours later. So again, big rocks, little rocks. Worry about the big rocks first and then get to the small rocks as the day moves on. Number six, make yourself unavailable during peak energy times. Now, we go back and forth between this. I think my peak energy times are typically are eaten by uh, our clients our athletes and the people here that we work with, and I'm happy to do that and to serve them. Um, Ideally, I would work out at a different time than I currently do, but we do have to make money here, and we do have to produce certain things, so I I have some give and take with this one. However, I do make myself unavailable uh, during workout spurts. So there is a, a time in the middle of the day where typically I will not work with anybody. I won't take phone calls. I won't do podcasts, I won't take meetings, and I, and I won't work with any athletes. Now, there's a rare occasion if my travel schedule is funky and I have to squeeze somebody in, I'll make it work. But 99% of the time, I am unavailable during certain parts of the day for things I know I need to get done. So whether that be in the middle of the day for me, which is typically my workout time, or if it's later in the evening and I block off the time to be present and be at home with my wife um, or friends and family and doing things that we're doing. So when I, I'm actually somewhere, I'm there. I'm not there you know, staring at my phone, returning emails and getting on 15 different phone calls. Now, again, there's always going to be an exception to the rule, but I do make myself unavailable at certain times when I know I have to shut it off, decompress. I leave my phone, you know, five rooms away. I don't check it. I don't see it. I don't look at it. And then again, obviously during my training time, um, we lock the door here. Everybody's out and I just kind of do my thing. And, And it's uninterrupted time for me, which I know I need personally. Now, I've said this before, 
we make a, a lot less money as a business as a whole because I do that at certain times. But however, if I'm not happy and I don't have any free time, then what do I really have? A bunch of fucking money? Then I just have a job. Then I'm just a, a slave to my own shit. I'd rather have be in control and be able to, you know what, this is my you know, 46 minutes. This is my 92 minutes. This is my 33 minutes for me where I'm not doing anything, returning any messages, any phone calls with anybody. It's all me. And I think you guys should do the same thing, especially if you're struggling to find time to work out or do mobility or do things that you just love to do. Make yourself unavailable during those times when you still have energy. Don't wait till, you know, nine o'clock at night to do that. Block off a time during the day when you know you're going to have some juice and get to it. Number seven. Tell the people around you how much they mean to you. Uh, I think you guys all know this by now. Uh, You know, life is short. It goes by quick. We're all getting old as fuck fast. I know I am. I'm sure you guys feel it and look it as well. But we get so busy working in our lives, we typically tend to stop working on our lives. And what that means is connecting with people, having the relationship with them, talking with them, sharing with them, texting, texting them, visiting them, doing whatever we need to Um, for those who are most important to us. And we, habituation is real. When we get something new, uh, like a car, we love it, it's great, it's shiny, but that gets old. And the car gets dull and it gets scratched and we don't treat it probably quite as well. The same thing working in your relationships. If you think about it, when you were first dating your husband or wife, um, you, you talk to them a certain way, you present yourself a certain way, and then you got to the point where you know, you're farting in front of them and you're peeing with the door open and you're doing all kinds of ridiculous shit. And that's the, the beauty of being married and being with somebody is that you have this level of comfort and you can do that. However, what I mean is when they'd ask you to take out the trash, you'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do it. And now they're like, will you take out the trash? And you're like, well, fuck you, are your legs broken? And hopefully you don't talk like that inside of your house, but you know what I mean. Um, it, it, it's, it's kind of that mentality. And, and the reason I say it is, You have to stop taking the people closest to you for granted or anybody in your life for granted for that matter. If they provide value to you, if you love them, if you have experience with them, um, just talk to them, share a message with them, uh, reminisce about an old story, connect with them, be around them as often as you can. That's what life is about in my opinion. It's relationships and I think your legacy will be much more tied to uh, how you made those people feel and how you improve their lives than you know the amount of money you made or your job title or whatever degree you hold. Not to say that those things aren't important But I do think your legacy is connected to relationships and the impact you have. And I think that will live on far longer than any monetary or, you know, societal, you know, success accomplishment you guys have achieved. So if you haven't talked to your mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, wife, or some of your homies in a while, stop right now, hit pause, shoot them a message, let them know how much you give a shit about them. And uh, I think it'll start a dialogue that you guys will be happy uh, took place. Number eight. Create space for play and for fun. Now, uh, mine is kind of married in between the two. Uh, I love fitness. I love training. I love sport. I love a handful of other things. So I do, you know, make time for that. Time for escapism. Time for the things that I appreciate. You know, my home is my home. I don't typically train inside the house. Um, only in the rarest of occasions because that's my time away from training, away from fitness and work. It's my time to just kind of hang out and, and be. You know, the person that's not Jeremy Scott Fitness, to be just Jeremy, if you will. And I think you guys need to also have a a space for play and for fun, whether that be in your home or outside your home or a place you visit, if it's a golf course or the bowling alley or the swimming pool or your favorite park or a movie theater, whatever it may be. I do think that's important. I think we need to grind into hustle to get all our goals and, and achieve the things we want. But 
it's not worth much if we don't have any escapism and, and fun time and play time and free time with ourselves, you know, and with the people that we give a shit about the most. So creating a space to, to play and have fun is crucial. Number nine, celebrate your wins every single day, even the smallest of them. Uh, admittedly, this is probably the one I am the worst at. Uh, I kind of just tend to, you know, get a victory and keep it moving forward. I don't really check the scoreboard often. I'm just busy playing the game, and that's what I love to do. But I do think it's important to celebrate the wins of your team, your husband, your wife, your kids, and you as well, and the little things. And if it's you, you know, and again, we 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 vilify ourselves. We're our own worst enemy. We're our own worst critic when it comes to eating or training or finances or whatever it is. And we. We literally tear ourselves down for every little small mistake that we make. Like, oh, well, I fucked up today and I had two drinks. Or I went over on my calories or my macros. Or my workout could have been better. But we don't look at it through reverse. Well, you know, yeah, I maybe had two drinks today. But I also skipped the cheesecake, which I always grab. Or, yeah, my workout might not have been perfect. But I was really dragging and tired. And I'm glad I squeezed in an extra 15 minutes on the bike. Because I didn't want to be there and I got it done anyway. So to me, celebrating every little win and victory is crucial and key for everybody. Um, Just little things like saying please and thank you and having gratitude all falls into that same category. So celebrating the things that you guys are doing great because life is going to beat you down and people are going to talk shit about you and kick you in the face enough as it is. You don't have to do it to yourself. Celebrate even the smallest things you guys are doing. And again, it it can be just showing up sometimes. Uh, No, obviously you have to have uh, some give and take here and know if you're pushing yourself or if you're being a lazy ass. But I do think celebrating the smallest victories uh, does build a kind of positive momentum snowball that you can take with you into the next day, the next week, the next month, and ultimately, you know, the subsequent years that you're living life. Number 10, make the bold decisions you've been putting off. I think this kind of goes into the bucket list items. I, I preface this by everything. Just, just take a jump, you know, take a leap, take a chance. Um, if you've been wanting to write a book, Start writing that shit or research the title. See if you even own the title or if if it exists already. Um, Look for inspiration. Write the first chapter. Jot down some notes. If you're looking to travel the world, where do you want to go? How much money is it going to cost you? When do you want to leave? You know, look at the trips, the destinations, places you'll stay, places you'll eat, places you'll travel to. Why do you want to go there? If it's, you know, you want to start your own business, quit your fucking job. I'm I'm kidding. Don't just quit on a whim. Have a plan in place. Be a reluctant entrepreneur, if you will, which is a great book. By the way, if you guys are looking to do something else, it's basically, it basically talks you through a very uh, specific way to kind of go about it. I guess a similar way to how I did it. But uh, you have to make, if, you're, if you've been putting off things for a really long time, uh, I would just remind you that you know your life is not a dress rehearsal and it's not going to go on forever. So if you've been putting off things, I would urge you to at least take the first step. Uh, into making those things happen. And if it is, you know, changing jobs or careers or doing something different, ask yourself what's holding you back. Why are you not doing it? What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the biggest fear? And I don't know your financial situation or, you know, the people you're responsible for, if it's, you know, multiple kids or your wife or your husband. But what I found in life is this. We oftentimes get stuck in the state of purgatory and we fear all the 19 negative things that can happen down the road and we forget about you know the 9,000 positive things that can happen from it. And nothing amazing in life ever came without a bunch of hard work and some heartache and some painful moments. But if you ask me, you know, 10, 11 years ago, if, you know, hey Jeremy, you know, if you, I guess I'll put it this way, if you explain my life to me today, if you could visit me at the age of 24 
25 and said, hey man, in 10 years, your life is gonna be this. And you described it to me exactly to this day. Here's who I'm married to. Here's where I live. Here's all the places I've traveled to. Here's the people I've become friends with. Here's how much money I make. Here's how much money I have. Um, here's how much stress I take on. Here's the relationships that I've built uh, in between that time frame. And you showed it to me like on a, a two-minute movie trailer. I would sit back and say, holy shit. You've got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way I could do all that. That could never be my life. And here I sit today talking to literally hundreds of thousands of you guys listening to this. And uh, I'm living proof of it. And, and that's why I say it the way I say it. It's not to brag. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm really not. I'm not that smart. I just work really fucking hard and I try. I really do try to, to help people and give forth the best effort I can. I just try to show up every day and be present and be there for them and answer their questions. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to get it somewhere and I try to you know, walk the walk. I try to lead from the front by example. I try to be a practitioner of this. And I say that to say this, none of that shit would exist or matter if I hadn't, you know, said fuck it about 10 years ago, walked away from a corporate job with, and admittedly, the dumbest way you can do it, I had no clients and no money, and I really didn't know what the hell I was doing, but here I am today. And it's that bold decision, it's that, you know, you know, do you have the nuts, I guess, to do it and, and to try it? And it's not the first time I've done something like that in my life. It's actually probably the third or fourth, so I did have a little bit of confidence in there that, hey man, even if I completely fail and suck shit, I can always go back to work in some terrible other job and uh, figure something else out or, or switch gears or find something that I am good at. So a lot of times I think the biggest thing that holds us back is just the fear of failure, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of not knowing, the fear of you know if it will work out, the fear of if we're making the right decision. And the only way you can know is by actually doing it. And for some of you, I'll say this. If you're happy and content where you're at and what you're doing, then obviously stay there and do that and, and keep rolling. I will say this on the flip side. People think sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Um, if I just quit, then I'll do this. If I just do that. And that's not always the case. I think a lot of times we do have a pretty sweet, amazing, awesome deal where we're at. And you know, hindsight's 2020. So I guess the only way you know is if, if you take a risk and take a chance. Now, I wasn't happy, uh, I wasn't fulfilled, um, I didn't have a great deal, um, I wasn't making a lot of money. So to me, there, it was, that was kind of like my, my rock bottom uh, career-wise anyway, so I really don't see how taking a chance was going to make it any worse. If nothing else, it would be a lateral move to something else. So if that's the boat you're in, I urge you guys to take a leap, take a chance. So if you want to do a triathlon, if you want to write a book, if you want to travel the world, if you want to ask out uh, that girl or that guy then just fucking do it, man. Uh, worst thing that can happen is they say no, you fail, it doesn't work, you crash and burn, you're embarrassed for 46 seconds, and then you move on because you know what? Nobody gives a shit. And that's life, man. And if nothing else, you're going to learn a valuable lesson about yourself and who you are, and you'll build confidence from that decision to make the next 50 bold decisions of your life. Number 11, remember, you've already won the goddamn lottery. That's quote-unquote from Tommy Baker there. Remember, you've already won the lottery. I believe this. You guys have heard me talk about it before. Um, I'll say it again here. I believe it to be 100% true. If you're listening to this on your $2,000 iPhone or your $600 iPad or your $2,000 MacBook or whatever device or your Alexa or whatever it may be or in your car as it's streaming through Spotify as you're driving your $25,000 car down the street, you've already won. Because 
if you looked at the world of the 8 billion people who are walking on the planet, there's a humongous majority of them who don't even know what an iPhone is. There's people out there, you guys, who never had a cell phone. They don't know what cell phones are. They live in places where they don't have access and resources to things we have access to. A lot of us are walking around rocking Lululemon gear with $2,000 phones, drinking $7 coffees, driving cars, and living in houses better than kings lived in 100 years ago. That's the life that we live. And it's pretty fucking amazing the amount of access we have to food and drink and clothes and, and toys and trips and travel and people. We, we literally are really living in the most epic time that there is. And even without that stuff, many of you listening to this, you have two ears, you have two eyes, you have two arms, two legs, you got lungs, you can run, you can jump, you can skip, you can breathe, you can think. You can have thoughts about your thoughts. You can feel happiness. You can feel pain. There's so many emotions and things that you guys have control over and you can do. It's really epic and amazing. But yeah, we oftentimes focus on, again, the things that we don't have and we don't understand that we've already won and we have already been winning for a really long time. And I say this a lot. I think my greatest gift, you know, in terms of experience probably was, you know, being young, having to go through a certain shit and deal with crap just for the fact of it makes me appreciate every single day now. And growing up with, you know, without a lot of money, and without a lot of resources, you know, and for a time, you know, growing up in a two-bedroom apartment, sleeping on a bunk bed, uh, not super cool and amazing, never took a trip anywhere, never did anything super fancy, I appreciate every fucking day right now, like every single thing, and if it all ended tomorrow for me, and I had to go back to doing whatever, um, I'd be thankful for the experiences and understand that I did win, and I have been winning, and I still am, even without that stuff, because I think sometimes, you know, humble beginnings or hardship makes you really understand what's important, what you value, and seeing that, you know, you won life already. If I could never take you guys another trip, um, you know, overseas or, or to, you know, stay in these amazing, beautiful locations and get to do all these, all these events and, and the really the really amazing shit that I get invited to and do. And the crazy thing is I turn down a lot of this stuff too now, which I only have time for so many things and I put importance on what I put importance on. But uh, the fact that I'm turning down some of the, the trips and events that I'm getting invited to now really is mind-blowing to me. And that's how I know I won. I won on the highest level and I've been winning for a really long time. And so that's why I don't complain. I don't bitch. I don't whine because I know I won the lottery. And that's why I can get on a podcast and talk like this. I can write the things I write. I can think the way I think and say the things I say because I truly am humbled and do have gratitude and perspective. And I think that comes from just understanding that you've won the lottery. You're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You have a brain that works. You probably have a friend or two that gives a shit about you or a friend or family member. And if not, fuck it. I'm that person. Message me, contact me. I'll reach out to you. I'll share what any words of advice and wisdom I can give you with my limited knowledge, but I'm happy to do it. And I think those 11 things, you guys, are, are, are crucial and key, but they all come down to the same two things I always talk about. It's having gratitude and having perspective from who you are and where you're at and what's going on. And uh, I don't want to say just know it, it can always be worse, but um, a lot of people out in the world are struggling dealing with a lot of shit that you're not dealing with. And we all have our own you know, story and struggles. I get that. But I'm just grateful for you know, the hand I've been dealt. And I'm going to try to do my best to you know, help you guys see it the same way, um, if at all possible. So those are the 11 ways to have the best week of your year. In all reality, I think if you guys focus on those 11 things, you can have the best, you know, fucking life of all time. You really can just, you know, maximize your full potential of everything you want to do and get done. And 
They're very simple tips. Tommy and I think very similar. That's why I've had him on the podcast before. We'll get him on again and talk about his new book too as well. And uh, that's, again, coming back to the, the aforementioned points, that's why I surround myself with certain people and I consume only certain people's content that lifts me up, inspires me, motivates me, and puts me in a good mood to uh, just keep kicking ass in life. And hopefully you guys can do the same. So hopefully you enjoyed those. Quick 11, nothing super complex and crazy, but if you find yourself tripping, acting like an asshole, complaining about, you know, you get the wrong milk in your coffee at Starbucks or that your Netflix is slow or that you got a flat tire. Admittedly, all those things are not super fun. However, those are luxury problems. They're all bullshit. They're all things that are going to be resolved within probably 10, 15, 20 minutes and just keep your life moving. When you look at the macro picture of your life, it's probably pretty amazing. Just stop focusing on the micro bullshit. Focus on the macro amazingness and you guys will be okay. So, if you guys are on iTunes right now, if you got an iPhone, MacBook, iPad, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Click on the iTunes or the podcast app. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. Share it with a friend or family member if you think it can help them. I appreciate you guys for that. And again, thank you guys for the growth of the podcast. It, it does mean a lot to me, the fact that um, I'm an introvert and don't like to talk at all. And a majority of these podcasts are just me rambling on about sometimes God knows what. And the fact that you guys listen to this and share this and blast out there, it truly does humble me. So thank you. Um, I sincerely do appreciate it. And any way I can can pay you back for it, um, I'm happy to do so. And with that said, if you guys want to hear anything specific on the podcast, shoot me a message, send me a DM. I'm happy to record it. I got a lot of stuff in the queue. We'll probably do a Q&A podcast. If I don't bring my wife on later this week, I will do that um, later this week as well and get that to you guys. So again, if there's specific things you want to hear, send me an email, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to get to it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.